everyone. How are y'all? I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. And welcome to Sumo Kaboom. Saboom. If talk you about say it. All things sumo. That's right. If you say it real fast, it's saboom. Saboom. Yeah. Saboom or to you. Yeah. Sakaboom. Saboom. <laughs> Something know. like that. I don't know. Today we're doing a look back episode. A look back in thanks episode yes yeah we kind of skipped over that in our american thanksgiving yeah and but it is the season yeah but first a news flash there's some good news about asanoyama indeed he will be making his return to jirio the paying ranks in january and we all know that's like what was going to happen but it's crazy thinking about time yeah it's like when all of it happened we were all thinking we're not going to see him till january 2023 and or if we're lucky november and i remember that being so long ago yeah and here we are. So time flies, but I am so excited to see him. I love him. I hope he doesn't get his butt kicked upon return. But he was quoted as as saying this week, I am honestly happy to be promoted to Jirio again. I will continue to work hard every day without forgetting my gratitude to those who support me. So I am very excited to see Asanoyama back in the mix in Jirio and then hopefully very soon right back up in Makauchi. Yeah, me too. I imagine he's going to rise fast and we're going to see him very soon in that top division. I certainly hope so. Another interesting thing is that good old Amanishiki, otherwise known as Ajigawa, is now going rogue. He's going solo with his own stable. And so he, on December 1st, broke up broke off from the Isigahama stable and he is taking one wrestler with him his his nephew and he is starting his own stable so Ajikawa stable do we know why uh no i think it's just i have no idea no clue but congratulations to him there's going to be all kinds of i'm sure amazing wrestlers it is unusual because most of the time, they usually take more than one wrestler because the wrestler has to fight with somebody else. <laughs> oh, so. the poor guy will be by himself for a bit. Yeah, but you know what? If Tamawashi can do it with like four or whatever, maybe he's going to go scout, you know, other places. But is it usual for somebody that's been associated or a coach at one stable to then, you know, at some point years later, start his own stable? I have no idea. Maybe something for our listeners to chime in about. I have oh, no idea. Interesting. But uh, he's going to have his own stable, so keep an eye out for that. That is exciting because we all love Amanishki. And the winter tour is happening right now. It is eight days, and it's going all over Kyushu and the Kinki regions, which is what I like to uh, take directly from translation. Always touring into Kinki regions. Yep. All the way up from uh, the two, I think, actually, December 14th. Um, so... Those and kinky tours. Those are the kinky best. tours are good times. Yep. And from this tour, though, there's a nice little list of injured wrestlers who are not on tour. So Tadanafuji is not Takayasu, and they they attributed the injury that's keeping keeping him out of the tour to his right big toe, which I thought was interesting. Mm. I thought that was interesting, right? Mm. Other people taking a little little tour off are Midori Fuji. Hokuto Fuji, Takara Fuji, Kotoweko, Ichi Yamamoto, and Teretsuyoshi. 
So there's a lot of injured guys, which especially Takara Fuji, I mean. Well, and we knew at the last Basho. Yeah. And Tadetsuyoshi had a tragic tournament. So it's just. Makes sense. It makes sense. I'm glad they're taking the time off. (laughs) Do you have any more news on Ichiyamamoto? Nope. I don't. And his injury? Nope. Uh, nothing, at least in the news, but I'm sure in time it'll probably come out. But right now, nothing is, nothing is blaring out in the news category on that. So that's all I've got. You know, we've been doing this podcast for a long time, it, it feels like, and um, not in a bad way, meaning what I've learned over the time and all of these wrestlers that I've watched come up. I was looking at who the winners are for the U shows. I actually thought, oh, this is the year that Hakaho and Kakaru retired, but it's not. They retired last year. It's just like time and sumo all just gets blurred. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of wrestlers that are coming up, a lot of interesting names that won this year. So I just kind of wanted to remind you, I didn't even go down and look at all of the ranks, but just reminding you of who our Basho winners were in all of 2022. And of course, the last one being Abby. And that was a rank and filer. Yep. He was Maigashira 9. Before that, strongman Tamawashi. That was in, uh, that was in, what was that? September. September. And yeah. that was his second U show win. That was a 13-2 record. And then before that, Ichinojo right? Mm -hmm. So that was his first. Then we saw a little dip last May from uh, a little dip in and some winning from Tedana Fuji, his seventh. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, Wakataka Kage. Mm -hmm. And then prior to that, January last year, Mitake Yumi. Last year? Yeah. Well, January of 2020. Yeah. This year. Yeah. 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 And uh, that was Mitake Yumi's third U show, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the U shows from Jurio, some names we haven't seen in a while, but just reminding ourselves who we have seen up in Makauchi and doing pretty well. Mm. January of last year, or this year, sorry, I always think of it as last year because we're coming up on January again. Koto Shoho won the Jurio Championship. Mm. And after that, Ryudin. So that was on his way back Down up. Down or up? Up. Okay. Yeah, his way back up from being banished. It's nice to be reminded of all this. Right? Yeah. And then, get this, it was in May, Nishiki Fuji won the Jurio. On his way up. Yes, on his way up. Okay. Right? So after that, this was in July, Ryudin won again. Okay. And I was like, did I know that? And the Jurio championship that he had had the first time back in March he got another Yusho championship, yeah, like two tournaments later. So he came back guns a blazing, you know what I mean? So I, I think I didn't even realize that. You, we get so busy with Makauchi that I was like, I didn't know Ryudin won two of the Jurio championships. <laughs> yeah, which means he must have won that first one at Jurio's, really low yeah, in Jurio. He was Jurio 13. Okay. And then... Two tournaments later, he was sitting at Jurio 1, and that's when he won again. Okay. And then back in September, we saw Tochi Musashi. Oh, I don't know him. (laughs) Me either. There's just like one that I was like, what? Who's this guy? 
apparently he won a Jerio championship and I had no no idea. I've never heard of the guy. I was yeah. like, where did he come from? Who's he wrestled with? I have no idea. I know. I haven't gotten to the point yet where I'm watching a lot of Jurio. Yeah, I dip in and out when there's Enho. Like one of our listeners who uh, I'm always communicating with, Kay, she sends me all kinds of like cool Enho because obviously an Enho fan or yeah. whatever, but sends me really interesting wrestler videos from Jurio, whether this last tournament, like it was, it was an in-home match that was amazing. And then also lower ranked guys, because Kay is always keeping an eye on who's coming up. Yeah. And it is true. When I look at all of these, I go, wow, there's some names that won Makushita titles this last year that I think we're going to see in the future. But also this last tournament, Oshoma won. And that was a name that I was like, oh, I'm starting to hear that name. Jurio 12. So, you know, the one before, Tochi Musashi was Jurio 14. So that's why these names are kind of like, we've never seen them in the upper ranks. They just made their way in Mm -hmm. and they won the tournament. Mm -hmm. So that's impressive. Yeah. Also some names that we saw in Makushita winning, Kinbozan. That's another big one yeah, that's coming that's up. Name that's coming a big up. name that's coming up. Remember oh, that name, right? Y'all. Remember it. Put that's it to right. mind. Put it to a song because we'll see him <laughs> soon, I'm guessing. And again, Oshoma. Not Chioshoma. Nope. Oshoma. Oshoma. Yeah. So there's some guys coming up in the ranks that I'm excited about. You know, we've got Hakaho's enormous kid. Uh, <laughs> Hokuseho? Yes. <laughs> just an enormous... Hakaho's enormous kid. <laughs> right. I don't know. I think he'll just stomp everybody once he gets cranking. But some of these other names, Kinbozan, some of these cool names that are coming up, these are great wrestlers. And I think we're going to start to see them as they get closer to Jirio. We're going to see their names. So I just want to give a little shout out to them. Now, also, if I looked at the special prizes, yeah, these are the names that we've seen a lot in this last year. Wait, before you go into that, yeah. can I just say, wasn't it unusual that we had a different winner every Basho this year in that top division? Like, that's not usual. Yeah, well, we have Hakaho out of the mix. Right. And we don't have another Yokozuna like Kakaru. If Hakaho was out, Kakaru was winning, you know, or, and we had such struggling Ozeki's that could not make the jump up. Now, Mitaki Yumi won last, you know, January. Mm-hmm. But after that, we didn't see any special prizes, anything from him since. So that was on his way up to Ozeki. Yeah. I just and- think it's it's really interesting how much the sumo world has changed since Hakaho left. Right. Because with Hakaho, with those he guys at the top, yeah, it didn't give anyone else a chance to take home that big trophy. And as much as I miss him, I really do miss his sumo. Yeah. I miss his competitiveness. I miss his fiery spirit. There's a lot I miss about that guy. But I do find myself really cheering for these different guys who now get a chance to take that trophy home. Right. I think that's real exciting. Yeah. Also, some names that won special prizes. Yeah. Some of these guys, first time or second time, like Toby Zaru um, won a Shokun show. But we had a lot of names here that I over the last year, Takayasu won a special prize in uh, three, two? Oh, three, three different tournaments. Ah, see, I would have guessed two, but he that's won, even better, three. He won in March. 
the Kanto show. Really? He won uh he won also in uh, this last tournament. Yep. And, and he also before. in the one before. Yeah. So he may have been bumped down from Ozeki, but you know what? That's not bad. Also, Kotonawaka, the beginning of la- of this uh, 2022, he won back-to-back Kantosho. That was maybe his – that was his third Second and third. So he had won one before then. Hmm. Abby had won January of last year and obviously winning the tournament this time around. He got a Kantosho. Mm-hmm. But we also see Wakataka Kage in here with two Jino shows. So um, I can't remember what they all mean. One's fighting spirit. One's <laughs> get them all. Step in my one's head. technique, one's fighting, <laughs> fighting spirit. spirit. One is like uh, uh, beating a Yokozuna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then there's the most talented. Most likely to succeed. Yeah. Most likely to become a celebrity. Yeah. But yeah. we saw also Nishiki Fuji back in July get a special prize. And that one was interesting to me because he, you know, really seemed to turn it on lately. Or he just finally got my attention. And I have been really fascinated with Nishiki Fuji. And that was his first and only at this point special prize. But it, I felt like the way he's fighting, we could see many more from him. There were a couple of other names on here that you, that we would all know. Mitaka Yumi won uh, last January. Ichinojo won for him. Takanosho had a had a special prize. Tamawashi, but a lot of name and Hoshoryu actually this last tournament got got a special mm-hmm. prize. So a lot of names that say to me, okay, Wakataka Kage, Hoshoryu knocking at the door of Ozeki on their way up. They're just trying to figure out how to swim through these, you know, this this massive current of talent up in the higher ranks. And a lot of people think Abi too. It, there was um Wakano Hano did a did an article and uh I think it was on Nikon Sports and he was mentioning that Abi could be the next Ozeki and he likes he likes Abi's technique and it's unusual because his obviously his supati and his thrusting and pushing attack doesn't make necessarily a yokozuna but he says his arms are so long that he has a special skill like when most of the time the guys put their arms out they don't have the ability for their arms to kind of go behind them as he was as he was kind of trying to describe the technique mm-hmm. because their arms are shorter so with abi's extra long arms he has a little bit more leverage and a little bit more power that really makes this pushing and thrusting especially deadly oh, you know like tamawashi too yes yeah. he's shaped similarly exactly. long arms exactly and so Man, i missed my calling y'all <laughs> i have really long arms <laughs> you could have been a pusher thruster could have been man <laughs> No, that's interesting. I didn't read the whole article, but uh, I read enough to be like, that's interesting. A lot of people are placing bets on Abby. He's got to stay healthy. healthy. Well, right and focused, but he credited his coach and guiding him back from kind of his bad boy days and credited him for getting him on the right track. And now he has a wife and a little baby. And he said that the win slows everybody down. Well, he said it gave him (laughs) it gave him financial security or job security or Or somebody making all his meals. Maybe if he lives at home, who knows? The guy lives at home. Who knows? But uh, but interesting, you know, maybe we're seeing maybe we're seeing a new side of Abby 
that we'll see more of in the future. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I still don't love the guy, but I know. Uh, well, but you you're talking about the sumo over the last year really makes me think about Mitakeyumi's year because it started on a really high note for him yeah. then. Yeah. He won the Basho and then he got he got his Ozeki status mm-hmm. and then he lost it all in one year. Well, and, and Shodai as well. It just didn't span exactly the year. Well, but, but Shodai had, what, two years as Ozeki? I think I, he's had twice. Yeah, two yes? years, I think. Yeah. It's much longer than that blows I my mind. I feel like he just got awarded it right before Mitakiyumi. Well, you can look it up. Yeah, if you look want. it up because um, I think it's been two years for him. Blows my mind if that's true. That's is that less sumo time. <laughs> it's that sumo strange time. But Mitakiyumi's was really fast. Like win, win, right? Ozeki lose, lose, lose out. Right. Yeah, he became an Ozeki. He was Sekiwake in. September 2020. And so it was November 20 that 22 to 20 to 22. Yeah. yeah. So he had two years. Isn't that amazing? But he got injured in his very first tournament because he only fought three days and then two days he lost. And then the next like 10, he was absent. And at that, he came back 11 4. Seven eight nine six eight seven eight seven nine six six nine nine six yeah five ten ten five yeah four eleven six nine. So he did have a showed. I had a couple of he had a great run. Yeah, but you know when you look at someone like Takayasu, who was like what an Ozeki for seven years, or Koto Shogiku, and or Goedo. Ooh, look up Takayasu because I don't know how long he was an Ozeki. I know I'm amazed by people like Goedo who have been up there for years and years and years. He he lost his status right after an injury in November 2019. After that, he was demoted. But from 2019 to... That's when he lost his Ozeki yes. status? So he gained it. He gained it in July 2017 so 2017 so, so longer longer yeah. than Shodai. yeah 2017 to 18 to 19 so a little over two years yes he had it but goedo wasn't goedo like eight yeah, years like it's seven or six, eight years yeah really long time and see i think Shodai, if he could fix this injury maybe it's his injury that's coming back or Whatever is happening with Shodai, I think he could do what Takayasu was doing and just get right back up in there right. and be super competitive again at the very top levels. Yeah. Goedo was like five or six years. Yeah. And yeah. And for a year after, a year before that, he was fighting at, or a year or two fighting at Sekiwake. So some of these o- Ozekis, maybe it is you know, normal amount of time, a year or two, they could, that's, it is an incredibly difficult position to be in. You don't get the luxury of taking a tournament off. Um, if you're a Yokozuna, you can go get your knees, you know, you can go have surgery. Ozeki has got to stay in there and get 10 wins. And that is a tall order. On another little note, I wanted to say a little, a little goodbye to four wrestlers that retired in 2022. Yutakayama 
his highest rank was Migashir 1. And he retired because of injury, yes? Right. Yeah. Talk about someone that's built similarly to Asanoyama. They both have very similar builds. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, Asanoyama, he has been, his main rival has been Yutakiyama, and he's mentioned that, and even sent him a parting gift upon finding out he was going to, you know, retire. And so he has spent, they came in, I think, around the same time. So maybe Asanoyama will carry on the torch that Yutakiyama couldn't because of injury. Yutakiyama was a Tukitsukaze stable. And his career record, he had he was in 40 Bashos. He had in Makauchi one special prize. And he was in a one junior show. So isn't that runner up, I think? Mm-hmm. And then he did that as a Maigashira. He was in Jurio for 10 tournaments and in Makushida three Bashos he was in and he won one of those. And he also won in Sandame, a tournament. So an incredible record, but yeah, you sense like this is a career cut short because of injury. Mm -hmm. Kaisei, on the other hand, I feel like had a much longer, you know, career, in my opinion. I have to look kind of at the the record, but out of the... I know, Tomozuno Tomozuno Oshima uh, stable. Ricardo, we Ricardo will miss Sugano. you and your smile. Yeah, 95 Bashos he competed in. Hmm. He had two runner-ups, three Kanto shows in, in Makauchi. He was a Sekewake. I think that was his highest rank. And um, Wow. Yeah, he made it up to Sekewake. I had forgotten that he got up that high. Yeah, Komusubi, three, three Bashos. Maigashira, a man of great size. Yes. And... A wonderful smile. Yes. <laughs> just keep coming back he to that smile. He has very nice teeth. He was he really always... Does. I'm going to miss his politeness. I know. On the doyo. I am too. He won a Jirio championship. Yeah. And um, so a good, nice, big, sweet old guy that and I'm going to... I was just going to say, and an ambassador. Yes. Well, a lot of people in Brazil like love sumo yes. because there's such a Japanese exchange. And there's a because lot of... Because of him. Because well, of yeah, Kaisei. But there's a lot of Japanese people in Brazil. Yeah. There's like a good, you know, exchange. And so they're huge into sumo. And so he's done an incredible job as being an ambassador, an incredible wrestler. Yeah. And um, and just has that good sumo spirit and soft sweetness that yes. blew, blew my mind. Also, another one, a good old grumpy cat, Shohozan. Don't you remember Shohozan? Oh, absolutely. And I, I remember his fans more than anything. I mean, I loved yeah. watching Shohozan. I mean, he was always great fun to watch on in the ring. But his yeah. fans were rabid. Oh, yeah. And I loved that. Yes. His highest rank was Komusubi. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He had a great career. And when I was looking at this video of Hakuho, who yeah. whenever he was he first became a Yokozuna, he had his dew sweeper and his sword bearer. Yeah. And Shohozan was one. And I think it was like Tochiozan was the other. I can't remember. But there was a, a video of him at the Meiji Shrine or somewhere doing his uh Yokozuna Doyo Iri. And I was like, wow, they they kind of came in at the same time. Shohozan is is an older wrestler, but he retired in July. Okay. He was 97 Bashos. He participated. I thought you were saying he was 97, he was 97 years, years old. old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
He was he was a very very older wrestler, but he man, was, he, he was the it. senior. So he was the senior ambassador to win them all. Yes, fifty one bashas in Makauchi. Now that's a long time. He had one runner up, one Shakun show, and three Kanto show, five Kimboshi. So he took down uh, Yokozuna's. He competed well, did got lots of special prizes. Hmm. He had a Joni Joni Don uh, Yusho, two Makushita Yushos, one Jurio Yusho, and he and actually, yeah, once he came up into Makauchi, he hung out for a really long time. And some of these guys like Yutakiyama or Chio Taidu, who went out on top, like at a top rank, who was just like, I'm piecing out. Oh, he went out this year, too. Yeah, 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 he went out. But Shohozane felt like had a little bit more of a slower fall. And so you kind of forget. They don't have this dramatic... (laughs) Yeah, because... Like Chiyotairu. Yeah, because he went down to Jurio, as I recall, right? I think so. He had kind of the slow fade. Yeah, he went into Jurio, and then we just suddenly were seeing him on the sidelines. Right. He was wearing that big, huge, retired smile all of a sudden. And we were like, what? How did that happen? (laughs) He can smile? Look at that. I know. But our last wrestler that we will miss this year is who I just mentioned, Chio Tairu, Mm -hmm. with the sideburns. I think I'll miss the sideburns out of Kokonoi Stable. He was in um, 69 boss shows, 58 in Maka Uchi. Wow. One Jinosho, three three Kimboshi. He won a Jurio Championship. He'll always be remembered as the guy that has the big personality, the cockiness to me. Yeah, me too. Um, But I love that if we ever get over to Japan, we'll have a possibility of maybe going to his yakiniku restaurant (laughs) and and hanging out with him, doing some training with Yutakayama, Shohozan. I don't know. Maybe we'll see him or Kaisei because they're staying in the JSA. I think they okay. I think they are. Um, so maybe we'll see them with their blue coats on, blue jackets on. Um, but, yeah, we'll all hopefully see them around the corner and, you know, doing – selling tchotchkes at the – Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> no, I would totally buy tchotchkes from Shohozan. From any of them. Absolutely. Yeah. But overall, this year has been a big year of change. Yeah. And from our Ozeki's coming up and then kind of fizzling out. But also, maybe you'll talk about this. There's been a lot of growth and change in the sumo community internationally. Just even in our hometown, I forgot to have this in the news, but the Dallas Sumo Club had another expose, not like a bad expose, an expose or a little feature on Fox 4 News here locally. But every time we turn around, you see this massive growth of of sumo all over the world. Mm -hmm. And we're mingling with people, the Grand Sumo Breakdown guys, the Dallas Sumo Club's growing, the Texas Clubs are growing. We're seeing all these tournaments, more podcasts come online. There's so much change. And I think that has to do with like after COVID, everybody just like went whole hog on like, let's touch, let's get out there, let's tackle somebody big. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But um, it's been a year, a good year of change and growth. And so I think in the, so I think in the sumo world, we'll Continue to see that. Yeah. For anyone that wants to know more about those wrestlers that just retired, let's say you're not familiar with them, we have done spotlights on each and every one of them. So you can go back and listen to episode 81 and find out more about Yutakayama. You can go back to episode 61 
and listen to uh, something about Kaisei because he was featured in the Big Boys of Sumo. Yeah, the big and tall Sumo. Yep. <laughs> you can listen to episode 90, which uh, talks about Shohozan. That's right. So we go into more. Whenever we do a spotlight on these guys, it's always like where it's if we can find fan sites, of course, we're looking at that. But we're looking at where they grew up and how they mm-hmm. got into sumo and a little bit about what their personality right. is. Blood type, what they like to eat. Yes. Fun, fun facts. And then Chiyotairu, <laughs> we did a spotlight on him. Episode 128. Yes, so there you go. Recent. Yeah. 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 So definitely look back into those old episodes of ours if you want to know more about those guys. We love them all, and we're very, very sad to see them go. But yes, as you were just saying, the sumo community is a really wonderful one. It really is. And I wanted to just put some big thank yous out there. First of all, this podcast would not happen without the first-rate editing, researching, and news following from my (laughs) co-host, Leslie. She is jam maker extraordinaire. Well, I could say the same about you. I am no jam maker. Yes, but you have (laughs) all the technical skills to do the website and everything. I'm like, I don't even know how to set up the equipment half the time. Well, Leslie is damn good at finding deals. She is an international shipping maven by my least favorite job of all the things i do i get such anxiety shipping things i got it in the wrong box Uh, by the way dollars by the way we will get that out this week yes yes um but she's got a great ear for background music and what is funny. So that, I think the first thank you needs to go to my partner in crime well, in this my, podcast. My partner who knows how to break down stuff and give you all the breakdowns on the body and <laughs> the enthusiasm to go down every rabbit hole to find the best band sites that give up give us the most ridiculous information. Uh, so goes back to you. Well, thank you. Uh, let's let's just say that making a podcast with your sister is not always the easiest what? thing to do. <laughs> But I, it's a little bit like going into business with your spouse, maybe. Like, I've heard people talk about how hard that is. So sometimes we do run into trouble. The most of the time we don't. But I'm just, I just wanted to say here that I'm glad we get a chance to work together. And I am delighted to work with you. Me too. Me too. And I also want to say a huge thanks to our mom and dad. And yeah. they will never hear this because they do not listen to our podcast. But not only have they supported us in every venture we have ever tried, successful or not, from the moment we popped into this world, they have driven us to piano lessons and soccer games and choir concerts and theater performances. But they still have to, they still avoid their closet in the adjoining bathroom while we record this podcast well, and every single week. plan their daily showers around yes. us recording in the closet. So shout so, out to mom and dad who yeah. we kindly ask, can you not make noise or brush your teeth right now? For the next hour like, and a half? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> we have not gotten either one of them interested in the sport of sumo at all, no. but they still very politely ask how things are going. And they wear the t-shirts. Yeah, and they tell all their friends that yeah. our daughters, it's that a, their daughters are party. podcasters. It's a party combo. <laughs> and I am working, our father has essentially given us his laptop to his work on ancient <laughs> laptop, which somehow you've souped back up and it works like a charm, but it's like a 400 year old <laughs> computer that weighs 900 pounds. Just a pounds. bunch of sticks and logs that we have to bang on Analog. to make work. It works. No, but they support us in every way, shape, and form. And I just wanted to say thank you for that because they're amazing. Okay. A podcast does not happen alone, not this one. There are so many people 
in the sumo community, both in Japan and here in the States. And I just, I wanted to take some time to explain who they are and what they do. First, our guests. We've had some amazing guests this year. Oh my gosh. From Murray Johnson. I know. <laughs> a really wonderful sumo announcer who patiently answered every question that I threw at him about sumo and even his favorite foods and horse racing for almost an hour, <laughs> just out of the kindness of his heart. Well, and the year, and the year before, John Gunning, yes. too. Like, we've had some amazing people that, like, we all listen to every Basho just volunteer to give us time. Because they want to share sumo with people, too. Yes. So, it's so wonderful. And also, behind the scenes, they're creating more content for us. You know, I think yeah. they're the ones who have their, you know, they have their voices heard. And they're probably communicating to people, hey, you know, these international fans love <laughs> sumo. <laughs> they're really into Shohozan. <laughs> Y'all need to do something about more Shohozan. <laughs> But also Jay and the Cryptids of the Corn podcast team who laughed with us for an hour straight about a mythical creature in Japan who is loosely associated with sumo wrestling. Uh, obsessed really with butts. Obsessed with butts and buttholes. <laughs> but we had the most wonderful, weird, hilarious Halloween episode with them. Yeah. Well, we've had a nice guesting with other yes. podcasts. Them. And yes. Then we've met uh, sumo punks and... Um, also, the the people that you've that we've gone to tournaments with, and all the other podcasts, Grand Sumo Breakdown guys, like there's just a wide array of amazing people. Yeah, our fellow podcasters at uh, Grand Sumo Breakdown, Sumo Mainichi, Sumo Punks, Sumo and Sake, like all of them have welcomed us with open arms and just a really just a welcoming attitude. The Grand Sumo Breakdown guys not only do fine coverage of pro sumo, but they have really taken the lead on covering and live streaming U.S. sumo events. So if there is a club out there that needs help figuring out that technology, like contact GSB. They <laughs> will. will help you. I and, look at it and I'm like, oh, that's not for me. But it is for them. <laughs> is. They're so good at They're it. They're so good like, at We've it. We've got all the brackets and I'm like, I don't even know how to use that software. Yeah. What's an iPad? So they're, <laughs> they are supporting the, sum the sumo community in a really exciting way. And I also just want to point out that Mac still has my vote for the sexiest sumo story ever written. You can listen to it on our Valentine's Day Sexiest Rikishi episode if you missed it. But, sumo erotica. Yeah, sumo erotica. It's quite funny. Yeah. Disturbing but, at the same time. It makes you feel very different about mochi afterwards. Yeah. But, but you were talking fun. about uh, sumo punks earlier and you know, I can't wait to hear more from them. They've been speaking at like the Dallas Anime Convention. Uh, they do events all over Dallas. Um, the Dallas Sumo Club, Corey Morrison and Siggy Sauer need a huge thank you because they are bringing sumo to events all over the DFW area. They're sharing their practices online. Well, and Justin Kizart. you know, all, all these Texas guys yes. go all around and are willing to be in any sort of uh, competition or demonstration for the public. Like yeah. they have been total ambassadors. Also, Tachi I blog, you know, just you you got to do stuff with Bruce and um, they they're all over the world. But um, everyone in this, it seems whether you're a podcaster or a blogger or a vlogger or is just all out to bring sumo to a wider audience and it's working yeah bruce henderson of the touchy eye blog he 
not only answered listener questions for us about Kimarite, and we got to have him back for more of that. Oh, for sure. But he sat next to me and sweated his ass off, <laughs> sumo commentating for the Cowboy Cup this summer when it was 107 degrees in the shade, all for the love <laughs> of sumo. So the man is amazing. Yeah. I also would love to thank Ash Warren, author, longtime sumo watcher who shared with us his latest copy of uh, The Way of Salt. Yeah. And offered some free books for listeners. Huge thank you to him. All the athletes of the World Games who either came to the U.S. and competed or traveled within the U.S. to compete in sumo, elevating the sport in the public's eye and getting us, getting us as a community one step closer to becoming an Olympic sport. And a real special thank you to the athletes who called into our show to share how they were feeling before the competition. Mm -hmm. We're so proud of you. Mm -hmm. We're so delighted to cover what you do in our podcast. You're just an absolute inspiration. We're so happy to know you and to watch you. A big, huge thank you for uh, Lynn Matsuoka, being yeah. one of our most surprising interviews ever. Oh, my gosh. She was like a treasure trove of fascinating stories, especially about Chiono Fuji. Yes, yes. Not only that, for her incredible art and her continued support of sumo and sumo kaboom. Yeah. Her artwork. Y'all, she just has, she just put a new website together. It's called lynnmatsuoka.com. You can go right there. Insane. Kanishki said it best. He said, you know, like he looked at a picture that she did of him mm -hmm. and he said, this is how it feels. This right. is how it felt to be there. That is what she captures. Yeah. What's in it her called? Artwork. Like repertage? Yeah. Repertage. I can't believe I just pulled that word well out done. of my butt. With the French accent. Repertage. Yeah. But she, she looks at sumo in the moment and then she just starts sketching and then she has something done and it's from picking up the essence of something right in the moment and she can put it into her brain and put it on paper and it's stunning art. It really is stunning. And if you go to her website, I was just talking with her this week, y'all. If you go to her website, let's say you're looking for a Christmas gift mm -hmm. for someone who's a big sumo fan. Mm -hmm. If you buy anything and you use the code SUMO22, you're going to get a discount. You'll Ooh. get a 10% discount. Hey. And a little bit of that will come back to us oh, that's at so, Sumo Kaboom. That's She's very so nice. supportive like know. that. Oh, that's so kind. Yeah. So use the code SUMO22 at lynnmatsuoka.com. She's got limited edition prints, y'all. She's got one-of-a-kind original artwork. So, you know, if you want a one-of-a-kind Akibono art signed by Akibono himself. Oh, my gosh. You can buy it on her website. Oh, my gosh. Or if you just want an adult coloring book or a tote bag, <laughs> like if you want something small just as a stocking stuffer, she's got that on That's her new so website. Cool. I'm so cool. i to go look. Yeah, That's check awesome. it out. From 50 bucks to $10,000, $12,000, you can pick your poison there <laughs> and have a good time. $12,000 to spare. Yeah. We know, where, we know where you can spend that. A big thank you to John, <laughs> not Jock. John no. Jacks. But I do French so, so well. Who was, John Jacks. <laughs> who was so polite. We met him just a year ago. We met him a year ago in Las Vegas. Yeah. But he was so, that was when we met him in person. But he was so polite when we kept mispronouncing his last name. And he is th this incredibly supportive sumo leader in Hawaii, an incredibly nice man, a historian of sorts, and a man who gets the spirit 
of sumo and loves to share it with anyone who's interested. Because he wrestled in Japan. Yeah. And he's he's still an incredible cheerleader for the sport. Yes. And he's given us a great interview, too. You can always go back and listen to that and, uh, and see where he comes from and where he uh, came up into the sport. When he was living in Japan. Yeah. Amazing guy. A big thank you to Robert, a big sumo fan.com, who is our dream partner in sumo merch. He is a delightful human being, yes. uh, someone just as curious about sumo calendars as we are. <laughs> and he has been sponsoring our bingo games for the longest time. Y'all, yeah. we would be offering nothing but Leslie's Jam to the winners if it weren't <laughs> for him. And double plus he taught me how to read the dates of a bonsuke and i'm gonna make a video of that for the awesome. future so look for that coming next year if you want to be able to actually read the merchandise that you are winning or purchasing from bigsumofan.com he's super helpful super super helpful but we've also had some other very generous folks who have sent us prizes for our bingo games We've got the very creative Hobbit Rosie who designs cloth and makes sumo-related items by hand for us to give away. And there's the world-traveling Daskoyevsky who has shared so much good stuff from sumo heas and fan events in Japan, Takadas, magazines, Banzuke, so much more. Just both of you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for making the bingo games more enjoyable, more exciting, and unusual. And just thank you for sharing the love of sumo with us and mm -hmm. our listeners. For Rasgards, I think it was Rasgards who sent us a beautiful sumo print that still oh, yes. sits upstairs yes. on the <laughs> counter. We look at it all the time. It's so beautiful. We get all kinds of amazing art from people, and our house is slowly but surely turning into the the Western Nation's Sumo Museum. <laughs> it really is. It's wonderful. It's the greatest thing. We love it. Well, and uh, all of the people who have reached out and donated things to us. Also, the people who play bingo who... You know, mm -hmm. we're now at like, what, 900 people played last time or something? We're, we gave out like 900 cards or something crazy. People, y'all are sharing us with other people. And so they're either playing bingo and learning about us, but our our listeners and all that kind of stuff just keep growing. And I think it's because you all spread incredible word of mouth. And so it's really, it's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who send us fantastic email questions and send us cute little photos of wrestlers in the rain or Tarana Fuji smiling at the camera or two <laughs> men lifting a tiny car, uh, Justine, David, so many more out there who share stories and thoughts about sumo. We, we see that you live all over the world and we love knowing that you are out there and you are listening. We read your notes and they make us laugh. They make us cry. And just feel fortunate as hell to be doing this. That's so right. please keep that coming. We absolutely love it. For those of you who support us financially monthly, I am just gobsmacked and honored that you do. And I've said this before, but it's just not always easy to create a podcast week in and week out. Schedules can get really hectic. But it's in those times when it would be easier not to record that I always think of you. I create for you and I don't. I create for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It's it's also not lost on me personally that you support the voices of two women 
who are not sumo wrestlers, not experts yet. in the Japanese culture or language <laughs> yet, yet. Two women who are curious and interested in a sport that is still primarily considered a man's sport. Men's voices are the norm in the sports space. So thank you for supporting us as we navigate this industry. And to be clear, the sports podcasting and prosumo world has been nothing but welcoming. Yes. We, but we didn't have any idea how this might play out when we began. And it's just so comforting to know that you are in our court. And we really do create content for you. We love sharing extra content with you. And we love reaching out to you for interview questions yes. and the like. So, Dan, Mystery Kofi Coffee supporter, whoever you are, Dr. KVC, Mai, Jessica B, Annie and Scott from Australia, Rod L in Utah, Carol B in Colorado. We just love you. Yeah. And we will be sending more videos to you in January, I'm sure. So look out for those. That's right. For those of you who have just felt the cash burning in your pocket and have decided <laughs> to part with it to fund our cause just simply out of the generosity of your heart for a one-time donation, it doesn't matter, a dollar, oh $75, whatever. Again, gobsmacked. Truly, I work every week to be worthy of your donation. <laughs> so thank you, Jen. Thank you, Mia. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Hobbit Rosie. Thank you, Chris S., Stuart, Keith, Bass Playing Fool, Patricia D., Terry, DK from Prosper, just down the road, Rusty G., Melissa, PT. Wait, thank you. Yes. Just that kind of sounds like a bunch of uh, hip-hop sounds stars from the 80s or 90s. Like, sounds like a good time. <laughs> like a Grammy list from 1998 or something. Yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, just thank you to all the sumo athletes out there. Pro sumo guys. I know they're listening. I know you're listening. Shodai, yeah. Mitaki, Umi. Yep. We are absolutely in awe of what you can do. <laughs> Truly. Amateur sumo wrestlers, whether you're part of a local club or not, we are also in awe of you. When we started this podcast, we didn't know about y'all. I didn't know about you. I did not know about local sumo tournaments, national sumo competitions. I knew nothing about the world games. I did not know about all the men and women meeting in backyards, on beaches, in gyms, just working their hardest to learn sumo. But now we do see you, and we are so inspired by your athleticism and your drive, and we are so proud to be a small part of your very inclusive and inspiring community. So please let us know however we can continue to help you. If we can swing it, we will. That's right. So is that it for us? That's all for my thank yous. Do you need to add anything to that I list? I think you covered it well. I think, though, that next week we'll have, we're working on a really good interview for you all. And then, just giving you a heads up, we're going on a little bit of a vacation. Uh, so we're going to take a couple of weeks off. But we're going to leave you, I, I'm hoping, with a really great interview for you next week. But until then, I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. I'll see y'all later. Bye. Ciao, mata. Mm-hmm.